So you know when um when you go to the what is it called the the deli is that where you get your meats and your cheeses? Uh, within the grocery in the, store. In the grocery store, yeah. yeah, yeah. The deli, right? Sure. So let's say you want some slices of cheese, right? Like, let's say you want two or three slices, right? You say, I want a couple slices of cheese, right? Yeah. And what do they do to give you that slice, those slices of cheese? Uh, they're, they're usually pre-sliced. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not always true. Like, if you want some fresh cheese, right? They have, like, blocks of cheese there, right? I've never actually done that. That's, that's a good point, though. It's really good, actually. Yeah. It's, really, it's really good stuff. So you take the block of cheese and you kind of, like, slice it on that little thin slicing thingy right right and so you have this block and you're kind of taking chunks off the end right okay and that's what a slice of cheese is right sure. or, or ham or whatever right yeah and you know in like in calculus and stuff like that you know how like you, you have uh you know when you're like divide like say calculating the volume of a shape yeah. you're doing this thin slicing thing right yeah so that's what the definition of a slice is right <laughs> okay it, it, like that's yes. what it is right yeah. and it dawned on me today what why Why did we start calling these triangle chunks of a circle, say in a pizza or a cake or a pie, <laughs> why is that called a slice? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Uh, it was probably just, just easy. Like, I mean, what else are you going to, what else are you going to call it? I don't know, a, 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 a fraction of the circle? <laughs> it's not a slice. It doesn't make any sense. If, a, a slice should be, I don't know, this thin cross-section or something right right well I, it just doesn't make sense to me it dawned on me today like why that it, do, it doesn't make sense that we call it a slice well that, it's not entirely true because when you uh i believe when you integrate things it doesn't have to be uh like a, an actual any particular shape it's just uh, a portion that the the total area can be divided with it right but, right uh, Anyways, that, that baffles me a bit, and uh, I don't want this intro to go on too long, so welcome back to the ETC Podcast, your one-stop pod for entertainment, technology, and cars. My name is Casey Lee, and sitting beside me, as always, is Aaron Sankar. We are recording live from the Windy City, and I'm not talking about Chicago, because Ottawa, for some reason today, is suffering some 90-kilometer-an-hour winds. Yeah. Uh, for those American audience uh, audiences out there, that's, what, 400 miles or something? Yeah, let's go with that. You do <laughs> so 450. It has it's been, so what, a year and two months since we recorded last? Yeah, that's that's a little ridiculous. I think this is a special treat for our audiences. I think people have been waiting for our comeback. And it looks like we're becoming one of those artists that, uh, you know, we record once a year and people are just wait. They can't wait for that comeback, right? Or those artists that uh, everyone just hates because obviously they're just coming back for, you know, a little, <laughs> little bit of a cash grab. Yeah, but yeah. we don't make any money off this. Damien so. Rice or Ricky Gervais. <laughs> uh, well, I guess he's not getting, getting any money for his his free podcast either, though, right? Yeah. So, so this is this is pretty crazy that like, it's been way too long since we've recorded. A crazy amount has happened, and you know what I think is going to happen in this episode? What's that? Is that okay? It's just like when, when I watch Top Gear, right? When I watch Top Gear, I uh, let's say I don't know the new C sixty three AMG black coupe comes out or whatever, right? Yeah. Or some ridiculous car like the four five Italia or whatever, right? And I'm waiting for them. It usually actually happens with Porsche. It usually doesn't happen with those other companies. But usually with Porsche, there's like a sick car that comes out, and I'm waiting for them to review it. And all they end up doing is kind of glossing over it. Like, oh, yeah, and, and Porsche came out with a new boxer, blah, blah, done. <laughs> I think that that's what might happen here. Like, there's a lot of stuff that people might be anticipating we, we'll talk about, like new cars, new technology, blah, right. blah, blah, and we'll just gloss over it. I, I really don't know what people actually anticipate out of this. <laughs> well, so all, those, all those 10 people, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure well, what. This, uh, this is the ultimate question still. It, is actually anybody listening to <laughs> the podcast i think that's been our, the ultimate question yeah i don't even know what episode this is 
That's a good question. Well, yeah. anyways, it is it is March third, two thousand twelve. We are back, and I've got a lot to talk about. That's good. I'm just gonna take kind of a conversational approach to this uh, this podcast. That's that's good. That's good. Okay, it all starts with racism. Yes, that's where we're starting today. We're starting with and that's still a, that's still a thing, even though we're so far in the future. It still is a thing, even though we are still so far in the future. Okay, so let's say I am on the street, right, and I run to a black guy, right. Yeah, and <laughs> there's so many directions this conversation could go, but let's say I run to a black guy and I say, "Hey, there's a black guy," and then someone you know goes to me and says, "Uh, no, excuse me, they're African American." Right now, sure. I'll tell you why this term pisses me off, and maybe I'm ignorant, or maybe I'm missing something here, and maybe the mass audiences that listen to our podcast can clarify this for me, or maybe you can clarify this for me. Okay, Doubt so it. African American, right? Yeah. Well, what if I say, "Oh, oh no, actually, that guy's from Jamaica." Right? Why don't we call them Jamaican American? Right? Okay. Like that's a possibility. That could be from Jamaica rather than Africa, right? But then you may argue, okay, well, the 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 you know the, that race originated from Africa, and then they kind of moved to Jamaica and moved on, right? Sure. So why do we arbitrarily stop at Africa? <laughs> like, like what was before Africa? I don't know. I mean, technically, maybe we're African too. Exactly know. right. Well, like the, I, I find this arbitrary. Like, again, I could be ignorant on this. I'm not gonna like. I'm. I'm more posing a question out to the world here. Why are we stopping there? It's like if I'm Chinese American, right? Like, did I, is it because I, I was born in China, or is it because my parents are from China? But like, are right. there are there ancestors from China, or maybe their ancestors are from you know a land that was before China? Why Why do we stop arbitrarily at these like continents or or countries or whatever? Right. Right. Um, I think obvious answer is because you look Chinese and not African. Yeah, it's just a visual <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. So it, it's not actually, and I hate people who look to nose down and be like, "Oh, it's African American," right? Now I understand the idea of political correctness. I understand that. That's that's totally yeah. cool. And I understand, like, you know, we obviously we don't support racism, but I wanna I wanna figure out. Well, first of all. I want to fight back against people who look their noses down at me. So I want an argument for, the, for that reason and that reason only. No, but it just seems arbitrary for me that we stop at a certain time. Like, is it is it that the first black people ever in the history of the earth were in Africa? Is that true? Is that is that what it is? Uh, I mean, if you go far back enough, yes, most likely. I'm and not. I'm not a. Uh, is it is it anthropology that we're talking something about? like? I that. think this is anthropology. A we're humanologist. Yes, I'm a not, racist. Okay, I'm. <laughs> I think they're called. I'm racists. none of the above. People, people who study races, they're racists. I, I'm none of the above. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> um, but from my limited knowledge, uh, I, you know, I'm guessing that you know that that race. Yes. No matter where they they are currently. Yeah. Originated probably from a single place, or you know, at least a few areas. Right. Um and, and speaking and, and on that, no, so, like the or like where like what's the origin there? Are are we talking when Well current evolve? current scientific theory uh uh states that everyone was from what was at the time the African continent. What was at the time African uh, was it called Africa at that point? No. no and, you, you're, and, you're, and you're saying everybody was. Every, that's that's really where our species originated from. And that's where, going back to your original comment, we could all be technically called African-American, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't called Africa. It was just some some subcontinent. My, my, notes, my notes say Pangea. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> but I guess the problem with that is we, we didn't exist when Pangea yeah. was, was in existence. So our human, humanological... <laughs> Uh, theory is that we're all Pangeans. Yes, I, and again, I'm not. I'm. I just. I'm posing the question out to the masses there, 
right? To really think about that. Why do we stop, like, say, at, there's an arbitrary stop there at, like, the continent. Like, w- how far back do we go, right? Because it's like, well, if you tell me, oh, I can't stop at Jamaican-American, then why go as far back as African-American, right? right? Like, what? The, what's the I think point the, that uh, I think another issue here is that no matter what you say now, you're wrong. It's so true. That's that's what's become in, in, in society, basically. It's brutal. You uh, you say one thing, and uh, you know it it's uh, you, it's not you know politically correct. Yeah. You go the other way, then it's just not correct in general. Because if you say somebody's an African American, he ends up being from like I don't know Haiti. Yes. Right. Is that still correct? I don't know. I know. <laughs> Anyways, that, it's brutal. It's something that's been on my podcast list for a while to talk about, and I finally got it in there. Sure. If you have any comments about this, please email us at uh, what is it? What this is how long this has been. I don't even remember what our email address is. Podcast.etc at gmail.com or post comments on our blog, theetcpodcast.blogspot.com. Yes, it is still there. Now, yes. it's been a big year. Um, there's been a lot of technology released. There's been a lot of movies released, right? There's been a lot of r- wicked music, uh, a lot of wicked, wicked cars. Did you see the new Ferrari F12 Berlinetta or whatever? Yes. 720 horsepower mammoth. It's a little silly. It's. <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, um, I think we had talked about this at some point. Like ten years ago on this podcast. Oh uh, yeah, know, yeah. Like, Back in the day, ten years ago. Um, basically, I think I made the comment about you know uh, I'm not quite sure how much further cars will go because you yeah. know like I think I think we were discuss- discussing the Veyron and it was kind of like okay, this is it. This, like, this seems like a big, big uh, retrospective kind of podcast we're yeah, doing here. Sure. Bring it back to the old. Because that I have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, and it's it's. I don't think we're we're obviously not at the peak yet. I don't yeah. think we're at the peak of at least. Uh, you know, conventional uh, fossil fuel powered uh, vehicles that's still that's still going up. Yep. But it's crazy. Like I mean, it's every year something like this comes out. You know, yeah. and it's like it one ups what 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 happened last year. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the Veyron is still the king of the hill at the at the top, but um, I, I below re- that, I mean, you get cars like this, which are you know kind of just just below where the Veyron sits. You know, yes. kind of like you know a little bit higher than supercars, but not really like I don't know what you call the Veyron. But I I actually I, I read an article in Car and Driver today, and the article kind of started. Because companies like Hyundai, you know, these cheap Korean-made cars are boosting out like three, four hundred horsepower yeah. with their cars now. Like the the Italian <laughs> supercars have to kind of up their game, right? Just to yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of keep up. Um, it's pretty sick, though. I mean, it's uh, I, I'm not totally sold on the styling yet. I don't. I don't think it's a little weird, actually. Though. I don't think I, we I, we've seen a full production model yet. I like, think we have actually. It just it just came out recently, right? Like yesterday. I thought it was just, still a concept. Oh, just like, a concept. Concept like this shortly in production. Okay. It, um, it looks a lot like the FF actually. I find the styling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, speaking of, that's uh, I think uh, Ferrari is. It's kind of interesting what they've been doing lately, in my opinion, because uh, I don't think we could have guessed they would have come up with a car like the FF, which yeah. is kind of for those for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about whatsoever, because most of you don't, don't actually tune in for car news on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an all-wheel drive car uh, made by Ferrari, which is kind of a foreign concept. Yeah. So yeah. think about a super crazy sports car company developing a car that can drive around in the winter, right? That's kind of it's yeah. kind of a oxymoron there, right? So it's. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because that that's a first for Ferrari and um, the, the F twelve too. I mean, it's uh, I think it's kind of a recent trend for them to be making these kind of crazy horsepower cars because that was more that was more of like a Lamborghini thing or you know like Ferrari was never into making like huge horsepower figures yeah. like they're yeah. you know more into like the they're very conservative classic in terms of the, the supercars. Yep, um, and Lamborghini was kind of like the uh, you know more radical you know pump out a crazy amount of horsepower. Um, but it seems like Ferrari's kind of moving towards that a bit, yeah. Um, which is interesting. Interesting to see. It's. I think. I feel like it's a money 
kind of issue. I think so. They need to kind of keep up with money. Um, but my point is, is that it has been a really big year um, for a lot of things. Uh, yeah. You know, the Oscars were just announced and, you know, the artist took on the best picture, you know, you know, silent black and white movie or whatever. Yeah. But here, here's the funny thing about the last year. I can't think of a year uh, more where I've had, there's been such uh, diametrically opposed opinions about certain big movies that came out. Okay. Okay. Like, I can't think of a year, like, and I'm specifically speaking this year about X Men, First Class, <laughs> and Mission Impossible 4. <laughs> I can't think of a year where two movies came out that were really big, okay, yeah. where people had very, very, like, X-Men First Class is the greatest movie ever. And the, like half of the people I know are like, this is the worst movie ever. Yeah. Same thing with Mission Impossible 4. Although, I will say this about Mission Impossible 4. I haven't met anybody who's actually liked that movie yet. <laughs> but, the, I mean, the critics like seem to be loving that movie, right? It's like got a lot of big acclaim. Brad Bird, one of our favorite cart- animation directors, yeah. right? Like It had a lot, a lot going for it, but it was an awful movie, right? Yeah. But First Class was the most baffling to me. I yeah. mean, I met people back and forth who were like, like I remember, I went to a wedding uh, in September, and I was sitting at a table, and re- like I can't say literally because I hate when people misuse literally, but <laughs> it was about fifty percent of the table really hated it, and about fifty percent of the people really liked it. It wasn't there this middle ground, right? Yeah. And I can't think like because I don't know, we hate. I can't speak for you, but I hated that movie. Yeah, I thought yeah. First Class was yeah, a brutal, brutal. I movie. agree, it's garbage. It was so bad. Like there, and you're talking about great cast, you know, like. Fastbender was in it. Yeah. Uh, McAvoy was in it. Like, yeah. really great cast. You know, a lot of potential for a great reboot, and it's awful. Speaking of reboots, I have to bring this up. Have you heard <laughs> about Transformers? No, what's up? So, they're rebooting Transformers. Okay. okay? So, the fourth Transformers is going to be a reboot, which is okay. happening very soon, which I don't, know, I don't know what the hell's going on with reboots. Didn't you know, the did, last did, movie just come out? Yes, right? Right? And guess who's directing the fourth one? Oh, please, no. Michael Bay. Oh God, I don't but understand how does that even constitute a reboot anymore. I I feel that uh, I feel like you know they got the third movie and they're like, all right, we made three movies. How do we more, <laughs> make more money? And uh, you know they look around and they're like, what what are, what are all these reboot things? Like that sounds that sounds cool. <laughs> exactly. Let's um, how much money can we make out of that? Yeah, and it's just gonna be the exact same movie. And that, be... that's ridiculous, right? I don't understand. The, the third movie just came. Okay, so I guess what the deal is because, like, what they consider a reboot is they're starting from scratch story wise, right? Like, different characters, like, none of the same characters are returning. I don't know if they're doing the same thing with the, the robots. Right. Like, I, I, it's it's going to be the same movie. It sounds even worse than just making another movie. I know, right? Yeah. Well, that, that was going way downhill, yeah. those movies. Um, big shout out to MTV. Interesting. Um, there's something I realized. So, uh, um,. So I've I've been watching a lot of MTV recently, um, and it, okay. it's it's not because my girlfriend happens to watch Jersey Shore a lot. It, it just happens to be I've been watching on MTV a lot. Um, yes, I've noticed something about MTV that has been consistent since I was a little kid. So I, I used to watch the MTV Music Awards a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing that they've been consistently phenomenal at, I have to say, and it still shows today, is their their graphic and, and and like motion graphic and whatever animation designers are ridiculously amazing. Like interesting. I watch MTV and I, I see shows like Jersey Shore and um, <laughs> some Kardashian show and uh, <laughs> these kind of oh one one girl five gays uh, like these shows that are like when I watch them like these are kind of trashy right they're 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 harmless like they're not really that bad right, yeah but they're kind of trashy 
And then MTV designs these commercials around them that make them look phenomenal. Like this is this is commercial for Jersey Shore right now on MTV, and all it is is like this panning camera with like kind of floating text, right, of like quotes from Jersey Shore, and it looks phenomenal. And <laughs> what I find amazing is they 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 brand everything to be like an MTV brand. It's like all the shows, right? Like the commercials feel like an MTV brand rather than just shows that they're syndicating or whatever, right? Yeah. So ba- basically, they do TV trailers properly, phenomenally. Right? Like it's it's kind of weird because. Uh, you know, you rarely see a bad movie trailer, even if it's a bad movie. These days, you do. Okay, yeah. These, these I guess days. I guess nothing can save. Yeah, nothing can save some of these movies. Yeah, uh, but TV's always been hit and miss, right? Like TV's like TV trailers are usually like garbage, like yeah, just yeah. really, really stupid. You're um, right. They don't really put that much effort into those no. Ones, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess it looks sounds like MTV is able to do what movies, what you know, the movie industry has has been able to do for a while with bad movies. Yeah, yeah. Is make good trailers for bad well, TV and, shows. And I don't, I don't even know if it's just because I agree with the design aesthetic of the designers there. But like, even again, even their like uh, MTV Movie Awards, right? Yep. When there's like the nominees are, and they kind of have those like animations, like for showing like the like, different clips or whatever. Yeah, I always find those like so incredible. Like they're they're so well done, and they give a lot of credit, a lot of uh, credibility. Yeah. to stuff that might not quite have credibility. So right. Um, <laughs> City in Color has been a amazing contributor. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say contributor now. Yeah. To to the uh, etc podcast. Um. Uh. His manager. Uh, I guess. Are they technically called a band, or is it just him? There is a band. I mean, yeah. yeah. But is it, it like? Do people refer to City in Color as like Dallas Green, or is it City in Color is like his band, like his side project band? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. All these all these front artists have <laughs> have a band, right? So it's anyways. His his and or their uh, manager was kind enough to let us play anything actually from their uh, their record label. Now here's the here's the interesting thing. The song that I'm going to play today, I don't know if it's on that label, but guess what? <laughs> Today's the official day that I'm saying, like, screw this. Yeah. I'm going to play whatever I want on this freaking podcast. Yes. And if we get sued, then we get attention and we will <laughs> make this <laughs> podcast go crazy and we'll kick up a fuss and we'll we'll fight the internet bullies or and the music bullies and we'll say, hey, you know, let's get some more listeners to support us. Sure. So uh, he, he, he or they released a new album. When was that? Last summer? I believe so. Last, somewhere around there. Uh, really, really great album. And one of my favorite tunes is the one I'm going to play right now. Uh, this is City in Colors, Little Hell. My warships are lying 
From their or his 2011 <laughs> album, that is the title track from the album Little Hell. Amazing, amazing stuff. Sitting uh, Color's voice is just ridiculous. Like Dallas Green's voice is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things that you, as soon as you hear it, you can pick it up. Even if you haven't heard the song before, I know, right? Just it's, pick it up. It's really crazy. It's it's just an unbelievable album. This is his third album now, I believe. Yes, and each Third or fourth. I think it might be the fourth one. Actually, my fourth. Yeah. yeah, it's it. Each one has gotten like progressively. I'd say better. Like it. Yeah, and each one has been super strong. It's not like the other ones are, are like crap and then yeah. it's not great. But uh, so yeah, that's uh, sitting color and uh, him or they are touring um, quite a quite a bit actually right now. They're going all over uh, Australia and Europe and the states. Um, actually, not Europe. Sorry, they they 
toured in 2011 in Europe. But anyways, check him <laughs> out. Uh, CityandColor.ca. Amazing, amazing band. Uh, amazing singer, Dallas yep. Green. Um, his side project from... He's from Alexis on Fire. Yes. For those who don't know. Is he still doing stuff with Alexis on Fire? Are they still doing stuff? I don't believe so. No, eh? But so who knows? <laughs> Yeah, amazing stuff. Amazing songwriter, amazing voice. Good good times, good times. Yeah. Um, so there is this story going around right now that a there were some athletes, um I, I don't know what they're doing in, in typical <laughs> in typical ETC podcast fashion. Yeah, let's make up something. I, I don't really know what the uh it was it was track and field or something. I I don't know. Anyways, there's this athlete who I believe was uh they're probably uh, running. I mean, what sport doesn't involve running? <laughs> sure, sure. Right. Running in some fashion. Maybe, yeah. maybe not the actual... The competition maybe didn't involve yes. like, yeah. judging by running. Yeah. But there was probably running in the exactly. sport. Exactly. And maybe some ball had to go into some net or something. Possibly, yeah. possibly. Okay. Or or there was... Uh, or over or, a net. Over a net or, or in the water <laughs> without really running per se. <laughs> I, I can't remember what it was. The point is... Uh, so there's this athlete who uh, was for the University of Ottawa... Um, and he was competing in some something, some okay. competition. Yes, <laughs> as you can see, my sports knowledge is amazing. <laughs> he was competing in some competition, uh, and what happened was he—I he, think he won—but um, then he ended up getting disqualified because um, he didn't finish certain academic requirements. Okay, okay. So he was disqualified, and there's a big huff huff about it, and it's really too bad because he really won this whole thing, right? And then it got me thinking about something. So. I think athletes actually suffer an injustice in this world. Now, everyone always says, oh, you know, athletes, they get the big money, the big whatever, like this and st- this and that or whatever, right? Yeah. And then and nerdlingers like us, we're always like, eh, you know, we're out of computers <laughs> and we don't get any fame or whatever, this and that, right? <laughs> I think athletes actually do suffer a pretty big injustice here. So athletes, okay, they're really good at something, right? Yes. And um, now, granted, it, it leads to a life that potentially you can only do that thing for, you know... 20, 30 years of your life, right? Sure. Now that, I'm not just, I'm not discounting that, but hear me out here. So athletes are really good at something and, you know, they're allowed to pursue their dream and all this jazz, this and that, right? Um, but there's two things I have a problem with. One, it, I'm not, let's not really talk about this one that much, but like <laughs> they're discouraged from doing it because of how hard it is to do, right? Sure. And I think that sucks. I think when you're really good at something, people are like, oh, you shouldn't do it because it's really hard to get in the NBA or it's really hard to go to the Olympics or this and that, right? You should like, you know, have a backup plan, whatever. Like, don't worry about that, right? Yeah. Um, but my my big beef is this whole thing. Like, why, why are they forced to have these education credits or whatever? Right. I think it's just like society being kind of lazy and finding a way to have these people succeed it's like oh uh you know we'll, we'll do the altruistic thing or not altruistic thing we'll do the right thing because uh and i'm air quoting right there the right <laughs> thing is that you have to have this education oh education is the greatest thing ever or whatever right and it forces these uh whoever they are these athletes yeah to do something that they're really not good at and that that they might not like, right? Now, I'm not saying all athletes are this way. Now, those yeah. are very well-rounded people, right? Yeah. Now, some people may argue that, well, this is to make them well-rounded. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that's that's fine. But then why why aren't nerdlingers like us <laughs> forced to do sports? I mean, te- technically, I mean, we've all done, you know, like a gym class. Gym, up to like what, grade nine? Like, that's a joke. <laughs> like, I think it should be managed, like, if... if yeah. If athletes are have to mandatorily do these academic credits in order to participate in sports, I feel like I gotta start using the word nerdlinger. <laughs> I, I, I feel like academics should be yeah. forced 
to to do sports, right? Now it might uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be competitive sports, mm-hmm. right? I think physical. I think the difference between physical uh, education, like phys ed, and and competitive sports, I think once that line is differentiated, like where physical activity is purely, you know, uh, for your own body, for getting in shape, you know, for your physical health, rather than competing against people, right? Right. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's once that line is delineated, yeah. I think I think academics are just as uh, uh, should be forced to do this athletic stuff just as much yeah, as athletes are supposed to be academic, academics right yeah i don't see the uh i mean obviously it's a it's a big issue today you know everyone's getting fat basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. so i mean it's it's not a bad idea um i, I would agree with i just that. think it's unfair right even if we're not talking about the good of like physical health i think it's unfair that athletes have to take academics when academics are not forced to do you know right i guess i don't know i think it um obviously you know a lot of these competitions are just rules and you know, people get disqualified all the time for rules, that, and they, it's not like they can change the rules to make one exception, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's one one problem, and I'm not quite sure what competition this was, but I'm assuming a lot of them are like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it, you could also see it as you know, it's it's kind of your prerequisites to enter into the competition. Do you know what I mean? Because it's but why is that a prerequisite? Those well, I mean, are completely separate for everyone else. It's not. It's not like you're trying to enter into competition. You're just living life, whatever. Right? Yeah. And you know that's fine to say that an athlete maybe you can you know it's the same thing like they're just living life so why do they need to have uh, kind of these rules because it's really their their profession and their livelihood right exactly that's, and so they do um, but it's at the same time uh, you know these these kind of like competitions like I said it's like prerequisites and it's a way it's a way to I guess impose another kind of. Uh, you know, requirement, you know, so that it's only the top of the, you know, the best people. Like, so not only, you know, they have, you know, are they, you know, the best of what they do in, in their athletic field. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it's, it's a way to impose this kind of requirement so that uh, they also have some of these, you know, mandatory kind of educational requirements. Or yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm okay. So here's my thing. It, either, either, okay. And you could argue, okay, so, you know what, University of Ottawa or whatever university is an educational institution. So, like doing the athletics or whatever, it's kind of like secondary to their primary goal, which is educating, right? Yeah. And if that's the case, well, then I think there should be other, quote, schools for purely athletics, right? Where sure. it's like, you know, you separate the people who decide to go, you know, to become a research scientist and someone who decides to go whatever, right? You, yeah. you shouldn't have to need to bundle those in. But if we are truly in the state of, again, creating well-rounded people, which I'm all for, right? Yeah. So if you're making athletes, again, take a minimum course, right? And, and be like, oh, you have to at least get C's and, or you have to at least pass these courses, right? They're not saying like you have to like be A plus student or whatever. They say yeah. pass the course. I think there should be an equal physical requirement for the academics. Right? Yeah, I think no, yeah, academics I agree should with be that. Like, you don't have to be the top athlete or whatever yeah. but you have to do something physical education related if like if you're talking true equality there right yeah i think that's that's my point <laughs> <laughs> wow it, this is yeah. becoming like ranty ranty episode let's uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna be taking a 10 second break we will be right back always always incredibly weird when our halloween theme sneaks its way into a regular episode (laughs) i don't know our 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 podcast engineer he's uh 
He's been out of practice a bit, so yeah. he, he's not been whatever, right? Um, yes, yeah, so it, it's been a big year for movies. Uh, it's been a big year for... Te- any, any technology highlights from your, your end? Um, you know, this whole... Uh, it's it's something that didn't just happen this year, but it's, it's getting crazier and crazier. Um, all these kind of... Uh, these projects and experiments and kind of like little do-it-yourself things that are popping up on youtube or you know university labs sure um have you heard of quadricopters quad uh are these the kind of little remote control copters that have the four blades yes ah yes these yes, things yes. are ridiculous um, in, in what sense elaborate because uh, i for me they're just these remote control <laughs> helicopters with four blades what makes them so so obviously you know they they obviously started off uh, as like you said just remote control little uh, helicopters the four blades yeah. um, which implies that you know a person controls them and there's nothing beyond that right there's no intelligence yes. or anything like that and that's it all right thanks for listening yeah. to the etc podcast that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> right. um no but these uh they basically became become like a this this like, platform for all these kind of intelligence experiments in robotics okay um so just kind of a few examples um they've gone these things to play ping pong with each other what like kind of like air ping pong um they put they describe put, hold on hold on yeah you can't just gloss over, ah, yeah, air <laughs> ping pong. And they'll also, what What exactly is air ping pong? They actually strap, uh, on top of these things, they strap like a, uh, have you ever played, it's, I forget what the name of the, the game is. Like, you must have played when you were a kid. With these little rackets with like a really springy, um, it's like, it's almost yes. like a tennis, do you know what I'm talking about? Koosh. <laughs> That's not a real word. No, 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 you're talking about koosh, uh, you're talking about koosh, uh, <laughs> Koosh racquetball kind of thing, right? You're talking about like it's like it's like a um, it's like a racket, this red plastic racket yeah. with this kind of mesh yes. that's almost like nylon. Exactly. Or, yeah, that's a koosh. Racket. And it's really springy. Yeah. Koosh is a word. So they, <laughs> it's a brand of, of. They they put something similar to that on top of these. Okay. And they they actually play air ping pong. But are, so they are bounce these the ball agile enough that they can move yes. fast enough? Yeah, it's really? crazy. Huh. Um, they can react to, you know, the ball like strays a little bit and they'll keep them playing that. Now, are they, are they, sorry, are they playing themselves or are people controlling them? No, no one's controlling them. They're That's com- ridiculous. Completely anonymous. Okay. Um, and another example, uh, recently I saw, they, uh, they got a bunch of these to play the James Bond theme. Um, so basically if you can picture a room of instruments okay. and they have a keyboard and the keyboard, they, they kind of like, they they stick on large uh, extensions to the keys, like okay. because the James Bond theme is obviously you know just made up of a few notes. Sure. Um, so the key, for example, the keyboard being one instrument in the song. Yeah. Um, they would stick extensions onto the keys, particular keys that need to be played, and yeah. they ha- they have a uh, one of these quadricopters hovering over the keyboard, and <laughs> okay. it knows it knows when to like kind of like decrease altitude to hit that that extension to the key on the keyboard that's funny and play it uh and meanwhile you have you know another quadricopter on you know the drums playing percussion yeah and there's a few other instruments in there but uh it's basically and this is fully like no one's controlling these they just tell them to go go and uh they'll do it let me ask you this <laughs> how how did you stumble onto the series like because i would I, I would i would think that you would find one yeah and you could talk about it but it seems like you stumbled onto a series of it uh, seems intelligent quadcopters. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because it seems like I I see a new video. I, I don't go looking for it either. I yeah. just every month or two, um, you know, it's like anything that you might find on the internet. 
um, I, I seem to I seem to happen upon one of these videos, and it just keeps progressively increasing, you know, kind of like the complexity of these experiments. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm guessing you're going to be posting the YouTube links on our EDC. Yeah, I'll, I'll post a few. There's a few pretty impressive ones. Nice. So, nice. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy what uh, what these things can do. So I mean, like you know, we 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 talked about things like the connect and what people have done with with yep. those before, and um, I think that's a, that's a pretty big new trend. Um, you know, in terms of people are are doing experiments with electronics and you know things maybe that weren't originally um, designed to to you know do what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, like you know, connect. Obviously, Microsoft thought that you know people are going to hack that and do things with them, but uh, I don't think anyone thought that they would be doing uh, some of the things they're doing today. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. It, it's it's really crazy. Like these uh, the way. And is it is do you think it's just because we're taking notice of, notice of it more these days uh, because maybe it's a bit more accessible or do you think this has always been happening where I find the trend in innovation these days yeah. has been a company with a lot of money like Microsoft or Apple or whatever creates a and they may not even intend it as a platform like yeah. the Connect right it wasn't really intended as a platform but they create these things that become super affordable and then all of a sudden the world goes crazy with them like like all these developers get their hands on a connect and yeah. create these amazing, amazing innovations, right? All these people get their hands on iPad touchscreens and iPhone touchscreens and they do amazing, amazing things yeah. with them, right? I think it's, it's you know, the, people have always been doing things like this, but um, definitely not to this kind of like, the reach to general society hasn't never been this great. Yes. Um, you know, I think it's it's a few factors, obviously. Something like the connect, it's so kind of like public and visible, like everyone, anyone can buy it. And, you know, it's, you know, the $150 price tag on it is not a huge, crazy sum. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's actually getting to the point where these things are accessible. Anyone, I mean, that's the thing, anyone right? with a computer um, can kind of program something for it. Um, I guess it'd be the equivalent of, say, like, when the Handycam came out, right? When the Handycam yeah. came out, all of a sudden people, like, you, you exactly, put something that's yeah. an affordable movie maker in a person's hands, and they start to make amazing things, right? Exactly. I mean, maybe not all amazing but <laughs> it, the fact that well, look at youtube yeah exactly right yeah. like youtube it's like, it, like you put something like you make the ability to upload a video really easily and you you know take out the dis- distribution yeah. channel uh of like going through you know a hollywood studio or whatever yeah and then all of a sudden you get these like youtube sensations right yeah which exactly is, which is really crazy so it's amazing what the world can do with technology these days <laughs> very generic basically <laughs> very generic statement on the etc podcast for yes. this march 12th 2012 ipad 3 is coming out next tuesday i believe yeah nothing too crazy i think no yeah which kind not of, worth talking about which kind of brings up the question about like steve jobs death it's like do you think what what is your kind of prediction on Apple with Steve Jobs not being there anymore? I mean, it's it's going to be different. Like the the company, obviously, it's going to something like that will always affect uh, you know a company, any company. Yep. Um, but I I don't know. I think Apple's far far enough along its kind of lifeline that um, it's going to affect the company. But I don't think you know it's going to be such an effect that. We'll you know, they're not going to be they're not going to be Apple anymore in a year from now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, I think it's going to be a really long term. Like, he, yeah, I'm you sure know what I mean? Apple five years at least. Apple gonna, might not be around forever, but yeah. I think if they ever, you know, their downfall is not going to be because Steve Jobs died. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I think he's already done his part, and it's it's already gone to the point where uh, you know any failure right now, you know, it can't be you know solely blamed on the fact that Steve Jobs isn't around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or or at least that would be the lazy blame. 
yeah, uh, exactly. Of, of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we are kind of coming to a close on this wonderful 2012 edition of the ETC podcast. Now, I say 2012 edition because the, the rate, the rate uh, 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 things are going. Is that a correct sentence? At the rate things are going? Does that sound right? It doesn't sound right. <laughs> At the rate things are going. Um, <laughs> we won't be recording another podcast for another year. However, yep. However, if the masses demand it, Yes. If you post comments on the etcpodcast.blogspot.com or email us at podcast.etc.gmail.com, we will we will uh, record more. I Maybe. Think. Maybe. That's <laughs> awful. We're, we're the worst people ever. Um, really quick shout outs to a couple of things I've been following. Uh, finally started watching Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal show. I got to say, everyone's been talking about it. Finally jumped on. It's it's incredible. Another show just jumped on to uh, in the past year is Community. Also phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Save it. It's been on hiatus. It's coming back March 15th. But who knows about... Is it Fox? No, it's NBC. Who knows what TV yeah. these days? I mean, it cancel everything. It's, yeah. It's, exactly. it's, it's really crappy. Um, shout out to the Toyota. What's it called? FT eighty six. Oh yes, really cool, fascinating also car Subaru. Uh, coming out. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to the artist. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but good for them for choosing that as a winner. I think it. It. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. And I think it deserves it deserves yeah. a win. So, uh, any any shout outs for you? No, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for this wonderful Saturday, March 3rd, 2012 in the windy city of Ottawa, Ontario. Yes. If you have any comments, uh, questions, concerns, anything you've heard the address a billion times, please email us. Yes. My name is Casey Lee and sitting beside me as always is... And We will see you next year. Bye.